morning and happy Monday. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Margie. Uh, thanks for being here and listening. Uh, I'm here today with uh, two shining stars um, from the Midwest. Um, and they are newer members of the Achieve team and they are helping us in our uh, goal to expand and offer services for people with depression across the country. Um, I will let them introduce themselves and let you know what their roles are, and then we can roll into some of my questions. Hi, I'm Rebecca Curran, and I'm the Regional Operations Manager here in Iowa. And I'm Angie Harris, and I'm the Regional Marketing Manager in Iowa as well. Awesome. So, um, I guess what I wanted to start with, because uh, obviously we have people from different parts of the country who will be listening or who are listening uh, to this. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about what brought the two of you um, to achieve. What made you interested, you know, when we came out there and looking to start uh, providing the service out in Iowa and the Midwest? What made the two of you interested in, um, in joining our team? So um, this is actually really a good question because it was not what I was looking into at the time. But then um, when I ran across this job opportunity and I, I read it, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is the next step in the process for me because um, it kind of really tied into what I had been doing for the last few years, which was completely separate coming from my background in physical therapy. But um, what's been happening a lot in physical therapy, and I've been working with adults in geriatrics, is there's been a huge influx into our facilities um, for people with mental health disorders, um, degenerative mental conditions, and just seeing how that affects them physically and just learning so much more about the physical functioning of the brain and how that impacts the rest of our bodies and even seeing different physical functioning and learning about different things like balance and equilibrium and proprioception when treating people with strokes and brain injuries and how that type of stimulus really affects people's uh, mental state of mind as far as anxiety, um, being able to sit and attend to activities and things like that, just all that sensory stuff affecting that mental state of mind. So kind of looking at it in both directions. And then when I came across this job, there was also, I was not very familiar with TMS, so I had to do a little bit of research to learn what it was. And I love research, so right there I was interested. Um, it drew me in. And then learning about all of the ongoing research into different applications for TMS, um, just, I mean, it sucked me in. I was ready for, for that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting talking about sort of the, the um, mind-body connection uh, and how relevant it is and how there is a high comorbidity between physical illness and depression. Um, and depression is the largest contributor to disability in the entire world. Um, so when you think about that connection um, and how if we can help uh, treat depression more effectively, 
that maybe you will see less medical illness or, or physical um, impediments that uh, correlate to uh, depression. So just absolutely connecting the dots there. So Angie, how about you? How, what, what brought you to our, our team? Well, I really feel like it was fate, like it was meant to happen. Um, I have a long history of experience and work in mental health. Um, I started off in Nebraska, very green as a young girl coming out of high school, and I started working in the state psych hospital there. Um, didn't know anything about it, but quickly fell in love with mental health, specifically schizophrenia is really kind of what tugged at my heartstrings the most. Um, and uh, when I got married and moved to Iowa, I wanted to continue down that path. And uh, as I searched for opportunities in Iowa, it was very limited. Um, and so much so that I ended up taking a position in developmental disabilities for a little while with um, adults still, but then um, later moved into dementia care at a senior living facility. And so that kind of filled my void in my heart for mental health because there's so many um, similarities between dementia care and um, some of the major mental illnesses that we're seeing. Um, and so when I saw this opportunity, I was like, yes, this is my chance to get back into what I like, where I feel like I belong, um, and to bring something new to the area um, that could just be a, a really great benefit to so many people. Awesome. And I think that, you know, coming from that background in mental health, uh, I think just opens doors and makes you see things uh, that maybe other people don't see or understand completely. Um, I understand that myself. So, you know, I obviously am in Massachusetts, you are all in Iowa, and um, I've become more of an expert in Iowa, at least the geography of Iowa. Um, but, you know, I was hoping that the two of you could speak a little bit to mental health uh, resources and needs in Iowa. Um, how you view it, maybe how you viewed it before you got involved with us, and then since you've been really immersed in that community as we're starting to get going, what are some of your thoughts on, on what you see uh, or hear uh, out in the world out there? You can well, start I mean, if you want. Oh, go ahead. You can go, Becca. Oh, okay. Um, so I guess what I learned about mental health when I was still in the physical therapy field was several years ago, um, not really planning on working in mental health care, but working with adults and older adults, um, the state of things in Iowa kind of forced mental health care on me and on many people that work in long-term care because we, oh, it was probably five or six years ago, um, and it's been an ongoing process, but they cut a significant amount of funding for mental health care, and they closed many, many residential services. I think that we maybe have two facilities in the state that still 
are like mental health institutes and we'll take in people on a, a residential mm -hmm. um, basis for more long-term issues. So what we started seeing was a lot of these people were coming to nursing homes because they didn't have anywhere else to go or, or the younger people a lot were ending up in jail. Um, so one of the facilities that I worked at really shifted their focus to kind of meet this need and started taking a lot more patients with psychological disorders, behavioral di behavior disorders, um, traumatic brain injuries and things like that, just that different population. So we really shifted our focus in therapy uh, to work with these people and it just kind of opened the door, learning a lot about mental health and trying to connect these people with resources. A big part of our job was to get our patients to be as functionally independent as possible. So we would do a lot of connecting people with resources and there were so few resources available for these people. Um, that it was just really hard to get them the help that they needed, even when we're looking at really basic things like medication management, because I did a lot of rural healthcare, going to a lot of these really rural communities and small towns, and especially working with an older population where they're seeing their mental health provider on a computer. They're not actually seeing anybody physically present. Mm -hmm. um, they, real, they really feel disconnected from their provider. They, they have a tendency to feel like their provider doesn't know them, um, which kind of leads into feelings of they don't really care about me. If I reach out to them, they don't know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And then as, as I've been going out into more of these communities, specifically looking at mental health um, and just trying to connect with mental health professionals, what I'm finding is there's just huge geographic areas, and I'm sure Angie's seen the same thing all over the place, huge geographic areas where there are no providers. There's very, very limited counselors and social workers. Um, so when you do find these providers that are actually located locally in Iowa, they are serving so many different um, facilities, you know, they've got their full-time clinic, they've got their on-call job, they're serving as the chief medical officer for this rural mental health care facility, you know, so they're stretched so thin. And then the other ones are being served by people from, you know, Florida and Arkansas, things like that, people who are never physically present. present. So um, the, the actual presence of resources for people are really limited and the variety of resources too. We have um, very limited variety of resources. Okay. Is that, would you, I'm assuming you would agree with uh, uh, Becca, Angie, and what are your, what is your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, 100%. You know, back about 15 years ago, there was the big behavioral health reform um, where the big push was was to close down these hospitals, which like in theory, everybody got on board with. Um, it wasn't the best environment. It certainly wasn't the most therapeutic um, and success rates were very low. So the idea was to transition into all these community resources. Um, and in my opinion, unfortunately, um, between Nebraska and Iowa, the same, those resources were not there. So that was a big fail, I think, on part of the systems that are in place that are supposed to be responsible for it. And unfortunately, I feel like 
the mental health system has been um, failing the people that need it the most for a very long time. So um, coming into Iowa, again, experiencing the shortage of positions that I was looking for, um, that it took me eight years to get into back into mental health in Iowa because it was so sparse and um, you know just going out in the communities and even in in the in the metro areas like I'm down in Des Moines um, even in the metro areas there's still like I don't know the ratio but the the amount of psychiatrists and now thankfully psychiatric nurse practitioners um, have the same practice rights here, but the amount of those available to the amount of people that need it, it's just so overwhelming. And, um, you know, the I do feel like the psychiatrists and the practitioners are doing their very best, but they are stretched as thin as, as possible. And, um, I, and, and I know in talking with some of the providers that they, like it breaks their heart. They want to be able to spend more time with folks. They want more than their, that 15 minutes because that's what they got into this for, is for the people and for helping folks. And they even recognize that, that the system isn't where it needs to be and, and doing what it should be doing. I mean, I think that is a, a national problem, you know, and, and like I've said to you, I, I did notice, you know, though, when I was out in Iowa and working with you all that, you know, even though there is a shortage of psychiatrists, uh, it seemed particularly that way in Iowa, um, that there was a lot of telehealth and um, not a lot of psychiatrists, although I have to say the psychiatrists that I've come into contact with um, in Iowa in particular, I've been very impressed with. And I think you're accurate in saying that there's a lot of really good people that are working in Iowa. There's just not enough resources uh, and there's not enough people uh, working in mental health. But, um, you know, we've all had a lot of really uh, good contacts with people doing treatment out there. Um, which sort of leads me to my, my final question is, um, how do you see us achieve TMS uh, serving the Iowa community? Um, if you were somebody listening to this podcast in Des Moines or in Mason City uh, right now, uh, struggling with depression and anxiety, you know, not sure where to go with this, um, what do you think we can provide to this community and also as a resource to the providers who are looking for additional resources for the people they're treating? I don't know, Angie, if you want to take this first. Sure. I mean, I think for anybody that's out there that is feeling, you know, just, just the bog from everything that's going on, especially considering the circumstances, but just general depression, um, make that phone call. You never know, like it's not a guarantee that it's going to work, but oftentimes, you know, we've all experienced people who have been on, you know, 10 different medications for the last 15 years and the side effects are oftentimes way worse than the thing that it's trying to treat. Um, so I think having the opportunity um, in the Midwest for this like just really new age technology and this treatment, you know, we, we tend to get things a little bit later here in the Midwest. So here we are, um, let's jump on this opportunity. It, it's super, 
it, it's super exciting to have it here. Um, and I also think that it's really exciting to offer it in the areas that we're offering right now and in the areas that we're planning on expanding to. Um, not just the major, like Des Moines, obviously, but getting out, like there's a whole rest of the state out there of people that need it. Um, and you shouldn't have to go out of state for this kind of treatment. It should be, you know, somewhat easily accessible so that more and more people can, can get those benefits. Absolutely. And that's been, you know, how we've operated in Massachusetts and that's how we, uh, we plan to operate uh, in Iowa and the Midwest is to really bring it to the people so that people don't have to travel long distances to get something they should be able to get, uh, you know, maybe not exactly in their backyard, but close to their backyard. Um, so maybe you can expand a little on that, um, Becca, and also maybe share some of the other places uh, that we are looking at in Iowa. I know we are open in Des Moines and Mason City, but maybe if you want to, you know, list a few of the other places that we're looking at going to, I think that would be helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first, I guess I want to touch on the fact that the way that Achieve is structured, it really makes this service very, very accessible very accessible for other providers to utilize for social workers and mental health counselors, you know, just another option for their patients, another resource that they can use. And that's something that I have encountered in going out and talking to counselors is they're really excited to have another option to offer their patients something other than medication, um, just something different, something that has some real hope. And I know that there's been some really good results from it. So it's, it's really exciting to, to bring this into so many communities. Um, definitely, I think it's, it's gonna be great and very easily accessible. Uh, as far as communities that we're working to move into, obviously we're, we're in the middle of the state there with Mason City and Des Moines. Um, but we're working up in Northwest Iowa around the Sioux City area and moving eastward from that, we've definitely touched on Fort Dodge and the Lakes area around Okaboji, um, going out towards Waterloo and Dubuque and down into Southeast Iowa and Burlington. Um, Southwest Iowa is definitely an opportunity too and that is a, a huge area where we're finding very, very few providers, um, lots of people in rural areas with very limited resources. So I think we've got some great opportunities um, just to get out there and offer a service that can really benefit people. And I think the other great thing to, uh, to point out is that Medicare covers this treatment and that it's covered by most commercial insurances, um, like, 99% of them, I haven't found too many that don't cover it. Um, and for mm -hmm. Medicaid, it varies. And we're still trying to get, um, you know, get some more specifics on that. But if someone were to have Medicaid, often they think, oh, well, this probably doesn't, isn't covered. Well, don't think that. Call us because we're working mm -hmm. to, to figure out TMS and Medicaid in Iowa and, uh, and get contracted with with Medicaid. So um, it really is something that can service um, 
really any person, no matter what their, uh, their socioeconomic status is um, or what kind of resources they have. We really wanna be able to provide this for as many people as possible in Iowa and then expand to other places in the Midwest. Um, and we're really excited about it. So unfortunately, COVID has happened in the middle of this. You know, um, we didn't expect a pandemic in the middle of this, but we're, we're going to get through this and we're doing what we need to do to take care of people who do come into our office spaces, um, all the appropriate protocols. So please, um, you know, reach out to us and, uh, and we want to help you. We will be there to help. So um, thank you guys for your time this morning. Uh, and thank you for being part of our team. Um, you've made this transition into Iowa uh, unbelievably smooth, even with some of the glitches we've had. And I'm psyched to have you on the Achieve team. And I'm, I'm psyched to see what we can do in Iowa to bring hope to people there and in the Midwest. So thank you. And thank you, for sure. Yeah. All right, well, I hope you all have a great week, and thank you for listening, and be well.